Hello, listeners, and welcome to COVID Coffee Chats at UCalgary, a podcast brought to you by the Taylor Institute for Teaching and Learning. My name is Maya Anderson, and I'll be your host for this podcast. I'm a grad student in the Workland School of Education, and I'm interested in finding out more about teaching and learning during COVID-19. I feel like we all have incredible stories and insights about how this pandemic has changed our lives and how it's changed the way we teach and the way we learn. So each episode, I'll chat with a UCalgarian and get their take on what teaching and learning has been like during COVID-19. And perhaps if we share these stories, we can learn a thing or two. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. I have with me Dr. Eloise Carr. She's from the Faculty of Nursing. How are you doing this afternoon? Very well, thank you, Maya. How about you? I'm wonderful, thank you for asking. So uh, for the people who don't know you, could you maybe give us an introduction to yourself and what you do at UCalgary? So um, I'm a full professor in the Faculty of Nursing and I have an adjunct appointment with Community Health Science in um, coming school. I arrived at the university about 10 years ago and um, I teach, I teach an undergraduate course around critical of evidence for practice that I teach students around leadership and supervision and I have a research program around um, managing pain um, and more recently the role of um, companion animals for people with chronic pain. That's just a little tour of me. Wonderful. Um, so we're interested in hearing stories about how teaching and learning has changed or uh, gone through this uh, transition through COVID-19. So how are things going for you? Um, things, you know, I'd hate to say that I'd hate to say they're going well and that to be a sort of curse of doom or something, <laughs> but somehow, somehow just all of this, it just feels, it just feels more and more um, engaged somehow. It, it feels more authentic this semester. Now I think we must be week eight. Is that right? I can't, I lose track of the weeks. And it's not been like that from the beginning, you know, it, but, but it's beginning, I think, to gain, for, for me anyway, some sense of, um, of, of being in a, a good space with this with this way of learning excellent um so what kind of what has changed since the beginning of moving from face to face to online for you so what has changed um okay i'll I'll just sketch sketch my world if you like from the undergraduate perspective large large class 113 students and i would teach them it's, it's nursing theory, Monday mornings, eight to 11. First class of the semestral term, I would have 113 students turning up, very eager to hear what's happening. As the semester went on over time, that number would, would dwindle. Um, and you know, as people found different things to do on a Monday morning at eight o'clock, um, and, and, and the engagement was always patchy. There were always a core of about 30 or 40 and, uh, and, and that was just, it, it didn't matter whether it was me 
teaching, whether it was my colleague teaching, whether it was this year, last year, or rather previous years. Um, and, and this year, I worked in the summer with my colleague who teaches the other section. We both have large sections. Um, we'd experimented, I'd experimented putting half of it, under half of it online last year, and the students really appreciated it. So for us, this was an opportunity um, without incurring penalties for, you know, having more than 50 online to put the whole online with some touch based sessions sort of uh, threaded through where there was some synchronous face to face, but the, the majority of the material is asynchronously available. So was that, um, had you been online at all before uh, COVID hit or was that something brand new for to transition into? No, I, I, and I think that was, as I sort of said, as we were chatting before, I came from, um, I came from the UK to Canada to the faculty about uh, in 2011. And I had been involved very much in putting some of our first online, online, um, online uh, uh, sorry, some of our first um, programs online for our grad students who were doing masters, which was very flexible and we wanted to offer them that flexibility. Um, so when I came to Calgary, it was sort of quite a surprise that we didn't really offer that, that at all for our faculty. However, in the last sort of couple of years, um, things have changed very quickly and this idea of stackable certificates and more flexible learning opportunities for people who are working have graduated and now want to come back and build up their learning. So I was really keen to get involved with that because I had had experience. I still had a lot to learn, different platforms, different countries, um, and to create a new course. But I, for some, you know, that for me was a was a really nice fit, and it gave me the confidence when we looked at this bigger undergraduate program and how to to manage that. But by no means, you know, the transition between managing thirteen to twenty students. Um, working with them to 113 is is a, a huge step and that was a challenge yeah I can imagine so what would you say um, I guess uh, is that the biggest challenge you faced or are there other challenges that you faced with this situation oh I think there were a huge challenge I mean that was for me personally I mean technically Technically, there's the challenge, isn't there? There's the challenge of you being able to perform, if you like. In the lecture theatre, I could get tech people in to help me beforehand. I could do dummy runs. I could, I could do all of that. You don't have that opportunity with Zoom. Mm -hmm. are, they going to, are they going to arrive? Is my internet going to hold up? Um, am I going to be able to put them into bed? rooms do they come back for breakout rooms how can I try it for friends can I do that and I think one of the things I learned fairly on was just to be really honest and to tell the students that you know that not the guinea pigs but we're all in it together and bear with me things go awry I'll come back you know and just try and have that sense that I'm as vulnerable as they are and they're probably struggling as well with some of this so that first day of term when they all turned up literally at eight o'clock in the morning it felt it felt a good morning on reflection um 
it wasn't quite perfect a few glitches but you know that is you know the way it is really and I think being honest and open about that is it has it's felt as if that helps Mm -hmm. have you found that that the students are receptive to that very much I tried to put them into breakout rooms I one of the things I did which was um, we had some sort of teaching and learning support, um, you know, lunch and learns or just one-to-ones and talking about how we were preparing our courses. And somebody made the suggestion of, you know, if you've got huge groups, maybe break them into three in that three hours and bring them in, you know, successively. So they're not all together, but they're allocated time and you have a smaller group to 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 be with and I did that and of course the second group when I put them into breakout rooms I didn't know the reset button so it disappeared and nobody came back and um yes so that was a lesson learned but they didn't mind you know they didn't it was just sort of well it's okay we waited a minutes and we do it again so from there's a, a sense that we are trying to support each other and I think that through too the students are recognizing the situation in a different way to perhaps they were standing at the front of the classroom so what would you say have been the biggest successes of um, this experience the biggest successes well the, the example I just gave which is just interesting was was just that I thought I divided them up into these groups and I posted the groups and said it's sorry about those that get the eight o'clock slot you won't get it next time in November when we do it um I posted an agenda and said this is the the flavor um I tried it it was basically half an hour of case study in breakout rooms discussion coming back feeding into the chat to get them to make some decisions like we've got two cases which one would you like put a poll in just so there's some sense they had some control Um, because it didn't really matter to me which one they chose but we didn't have time for both but it was interesting that different groups chose different ones so that it was really good and and what surprised me is that the attendance was sky high we had about 35 in each of those sessions which I wouldn't have got if I'd been on campus so there's yeah and I, I was talking at lunchtime with colleagues who were saying the same that when they do their synchronous sessions online there's obviously a desire for students to attend those more so than they would have done in the classroom and I suppose in some ways that's not surprising Mm -hmm. so in terms of um experiential learning and um encouraging I'd imagine in nursing there is an element of that have you been able to continue that through um, distance learning? Yes, I mean, and I think I think that's that's the bit that's quite hard at the moment. I know what each other's doing. There's no forum to say, what does your course look like? How did you set it out? What did you do? So I know colleagues who basically are moving from every Tuesday from nine to 12, you come into this session and I'm going to teach it as if we were in the classroom. There's going to be some discussion and all of that, but it's a synchronous session with obviously opportunities for discussion and applied learning and things. Where I am with this course is that 
there's videos, there's reflective narrative, there's a structure for each module as they walk through the six modules of these of the course. Um, and then the synchronous piece when we come together is, is discussion and FAQs and that more trying to apply that and build rapport because that's one of the biggest challenges I've had. They don't you and how do you build those relationships? And that's something that just from a, a nerd point of view really intrigues me. I want a little research study, but just, you know, well, how do we meet their needs and how do we nurture them, if that makes sense in this element? Absolutely. So it sounds like you've had to sort of look at uh, the synchronous versus asynchronous and kind of work out how the two will combine and have a great experience for all the students. Yes. And I, yeah. I imagine there's some uh, quite a bit of empathy that goes into that and thinking, how will the students uh, approach all of this learning? So, so the, and what's interesting is too, you know, you rely on the students to feed back in terms of, you know, where they're struggling, what have they done and, and things like that. So we've put lots of discussion forums up and students don't feel comfortable posting a question. So, you know, I, um, I've, I've said, um, several times why don't you um you know they've emailed me and I used to say things like there's a discussion forum post could you just you know um could you put it there and that's become sort of a really nice way of giving them the confidence so you know they mm -hmm. they'll send it to me they won't post it on there until they've sent it to me and then it's like yeah that's a great question put it up and I'll answer it so everybody can see the you know can see and see the uh, the thoughts um so it's trying to help them navigate that environment and i was just thinking the second part to that and i've lost it now from your question is good never mind if it comes back that's okay just jump in. <laughs> so um moving uh looking back on uh where you are now versus where you were at the beginning of all of this um what do you wish you had known back then at the beginning of transitioning? Yeah, I think, yes, I'm at that point has just come back to me. So I think, I think I wish there'd been more opportunity for us to learn and share what we knew and were structuring our courses to feel comfortable inviting, saying, if you want, I'm willing to, you know, open my course, you can come and have a look doing um if it gives you some ideas i i did that. i'd done that through this course development but i felt very so that didn't seem to be there at the end of this course and i think that was more because effie was scrabbling you know mm -hmm. if you look back on that time it wasn't easy but i think having that place to to go and talk about how we've approached it and 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 trying to be, I, I think savvy. And savvy is the wrong word, but you know, it really doesn't help you to have a little written assignment every week or every other week that you're grading. You know, um, or uh, you know, to really think creatively about how you can build the assessments into the course in a way that's really meaningful for the students, but at the same moves us away from that traditional, you know, ten page. X or Y, um, because it's 
you know that that brings challenges too. Absolutely. So speaking of assessments, how have you how have you tackled that? Because I think a lot of people are are trying to look at assessments differently, particularly going away from the multiple choice type of question answer type of things because you can't monitor it. So how have you managed that? Well, this year we had um, our midterm was always multiple choice, and so we moved that and put them um, at end of e- at the end of each module. There were five Q and A's. They had two attempts. I mean, it was really taken from the material. It was open book, low hanging fruit, you know, that they could use as they walk through the course and accumulate some marks. There was a fabulous online teaching um, ethics, the um, CREPS, you know, CHR's um, ethics uh, certificate. And that's always been a part of our learning. So, again, submission of that and completion of it was um, was another assignment. And then we really shifted. You know, we still have four weeks of student presentations around their proposals. And time said, okay, um, we want you to do a three-minute pitch, little video. We want you to post it to the discussion forum and comment on two other pitches, constructive comments. Um, we how this is going to go. It looks good in theory. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but again, trying to use that environment and get them comfortable having some fun. And that's the emphasis on that. I mean, there's obviously a lot of learning in creating a three-minute video. But, mm-hmm. but again, you know, we're going to have to find new ways. This is new for us. So hopefully they'll get a lot from that. Um, but we'll learn too. But yeah. It sounds like that's building the community within your program as well, because they're they're having to comment on peers' work. Yeah, and hopefully they've done it. I've noticed. I was just looking this afternoon. I'm just about to post some information on some of the events that are happening in the health service today, and a couple of other things. And I just noticed that some of the students are answering each other's, um, you know, questions. Oh, I found some resources for that. And that's so nice to see um yeah so I I I I like that and let's just hope you know they can keep with that and grow that and then when they go to the next course that they feel more confident in this environment Mm. which is my hope excellent so moving forward what would you say are your takeaways or what do you hope will happen in the future even when we move back to -to face-to-face world Oh, I hope we don't. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no. I, you know what, if we go, I was saying today, um, I've just signed up for a conference in Europe on, and it's very difficult for me that one normally because there's another big one I have to, et But I've just signed up virtually and it's over a weekend and the time difference works and la, la, la. And it's, I just thought, I haven't been to that for years and now I can go if you like, albeit virtually. Mm-hmm. I want, I, I'd like to keep some of that in the courses, you know, what the pieces that work really well virtually and keep them. For the bits that really struggled with like the relation building with large classes, I think is a challenge. So, you know, that's the piece going back into the class that, you know, becomes more important perhaps. Excellent. Yeah. 
Well, I know you're very, very busy and you have lots on the go, so I won't keep you any longer. But is there anything else that you would like to share with us before you go? I, I think this one piece, and it goes back to how you build relationships. When we posted the quizzes, I noticed at week four, nearly uh, just over a fifth of the students hadn't even started to attempt them. So I sent them all a personal email and just said, there's no pressure. I'm just checking that the technology works and that you da da. And it's this sense that we can't lose sight of the fact that we have to try and look at ways to build a relationship and to see when students haven't engaged and understand why. And I would say 70% of those that replied talked about the stress at home, their mental health, the challenges that we're all having. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think, uh, I think that's, that's important to remember when we're online and virtual, you know, people are in their lives and we don't always understand what those lives look like. So, yes. Well, thank you so much. That was a great point to end on. And I think we can all learn from something from that because relationships are so very important, especially now. So thank you so much for being here and taking the time to chat with me. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for such good questions and such passion about the area. I enjoyed that. Thank you. Well, folks, that was my coffee chat with Eloise Carr. Thank you so much, Eloise, for coming on the show. It was wonderful chatting with you. And thank you to you for listening. For more information on the project, visit the website at covidcoffeechats.ucalgaryblogs.ca. And if you'd like to connect with me, feel free to email me at maya.anderson at ucalgary.ca. Take care and see you next time. Thank you.